Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up in this episode... Knowing what VAT can be recovered is something of a challenge for many businesses, especially when cars and personalised number plates are involved. What are the rules and what was the outcome of a recent tribunal case? Plus, sticking with the tax theme, it's company policy to pay HMRC-approved mileage rates to staff who use their own cars for business use. But is there more that can be claimed as a deduction? Keep listening and all will be revealed. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. As anyone involved in running a business will uh, confirm, knowing what can and can't be recovered uh, in terms of VAT is something of a minefield. And that's particularly, uh, it's a particularly tricky area when it comes to cars. I mean, cars are a big ticket purchase. What VAT, if any, can be recovered? Well, there was a recent first tier tribunal case on this, uh, and it considered a firm's VAT VAT claim for the purchase of two cars, a personalised number plate and clothing. Its ruling actually neatly sums up the conditions that must be met for such claims to be successful. What was the outcome and what are the key learning points for you in terms of your VAT recovery? Well, let's look at the uh, the, uh, case details firstly, and and they involve uh, a Mr and Mrs Firth, whose business traded as Church Farm. It reclaimed the VAT paid on two new cars. They were quite nice cars. We'll come back to that in a bit. A personalised number plate and for clothing intended for use by Mrs Firth. Now, HMRC rejected the first two claims and reduced the latter by 50% to account for personal use. Following an unsuccessful HMRC review, Church Farm appealed to the first tier tribunal, which is where you take your uh, complaints if you think HMRC has has not dealt with the matter to your satisfaction. Now, before the hearing, Church Farm's accountant told Mrs Firth that reclaiming VAT was not permitted except for cars used mainly as taxis and similar trades, or where the intention is to use the car exclusively for business. Church Farm relied on this latter reason to justify its claim. In other words, that the cars were used exclusively for business. The tribunal rightly identified the correct test for reclaiming VAT is the intended use at the time of purchase. Whether there's actually non-business use is not relevant, other than as a possible indicator of the original intention. Now, what HMRC did was it, it trotted out its usual argument that insurance policies that cover, and you'll have heard this phrase, social, domestic and pleasure use indicate an intention for non-business use. Church Farm's counter-argument was that this 
social domestic pleasure clause was included in the policies by default. And this is actually true. Most insurance uh, policies just include it as a matter of course uh, and referred uh, HMRC to policies it had for a digger and a paver. Obviously, there was never an intention to use either of those for social, domestic or pleasure purposes. And so the clauses proved nothing. To further support its argument, Church Farm later had the policies for the cars amended to exclude social, domestic and pleasure use. In other words, purely for business. Now, there's a tip here. While HMRC's social, domestic pleasure clause argument isn't solid proof of intended use, some judges do find it persuasive. So to counter this argument, for cars that you intend to use solely for business use, do ask your insurer to issue a policy without social, domestic and pleasure use. It's not foolproof, but it might just sway the case in your favour, given the, um, the judge that you get on the day. Now, what was the first tier uh, tribunal's ruling? Well, actually, it ruled in favour of HMRC. This might seem harsh, but we suspect that the real reason for its decision was not to do with the insurance, but simply that Church Farms claim that the cars, this is where it gets interesting, because there were an Audi TT and an Audi Q8, were intended exclusively for business use, apparently solely for visiting customers, was not believable in the context of its trades, which were subcontracting, glamping, wedding events, uh, etc. So that's really the reason why the tribunal ruled against uh, Church Farm in this case. It wasn't to do with the insurance, but its story just didn't check out. What about the personalised number plate? Well, the good news is that VAT on the cost of such a plate can be reclaimed if the number is clearly identifiable with and promotes awareness of a business. However, the tribunal decided that the number plate in this case was BS70BEN, whilst referencing Mr. Firth's name, he was Ben, didn't meet these requirements and so none of the VAT was reclaimable. In other words, it wasn't clearly identifiable that that number plate, BS70BEN, was linked to the business. What about the clothing? Well, it was sportswear to be worn by Mrs. Firth in running Pilates classes. HMRC accepted that there would be some business use, but the clothing was not sufficiently specialised, i.e. it wasn't protective nor a uniform. Uh, And because of that, it couldn't permit 100% of the VAT to be reclaimed. It did accept a claim for 50% of the VAT as an arbitrary estimate of business use. As there was no evidence to support a greater claim, the tribunal agreed with HMRC. So, in summary, what can we say about this case? Well, the tribunal said that unless a car was for use as a taxi uh, or clearly commercial purposes, VAT can only be reclaimed if the intended use was wholly business. This was not proved in this case by the claimant, and so the ruling went in favour of HMRC. It also decided that there was no business motive for the personalised number plate and refused that claim too. So, this case serves as a salutary lesson when it comes to cars and associated uh, things to do with cars. You're going to have a bit of a fight on your hands to get your VAT uh, reclaimed unless you can 
clearly and persuasively show that the intended use uh, of the vehicle is 100% business. Anyway, we hope you found this information helpful. So we're going to stick with the tax theme uh, this week, and we're going to be talking about uh, the possibility to uncover extra tax relief on uh, travel expenses. Now, it's your firm's policy to pay the HMRC-approved mileage rates to staff who use their own vehicles for business journeys. That's normal. Uh, If you want somebody to go and attend a meeting or some training and they don't have a company car, they use their own vehicle, they drive there and back, and you pay them an approved mileage rate. However... HMRC's definition of business mileage can mean that an additional tax deduction can be claimed. When might this apply? Well, as, you, as you're aware, as we've just said, employees can receive a mileage allowance for using their personal vehicle for business travel, and that's tax and NI-free, if the amount is no more than HMRC's, HMRC's approved mileage rates, AMRs. And they are 45p for the first 10,000 miles in a tax year and 25p per mile thereafter. A well-publicised situation where an employee is entitled to additional tax relief is where the mileage allowance received is is less than the AMR. Let's let's look at an example. Chris's workplace is his firm's HQ, but once or twice a week, on average, he has to travel to customers, suppliers, attend conferences, etc. His firm pays him a mileage allowance of 40p per mile. In fact, the AMR for those journeys is 45p per mile, as Chris uses his own car for these journeys. Last year, he travelled 3,000 miles and received a mileage allowance of £1,200. The actual AMR amount for 3,000 miles is £1,350, so Chris can claim £150 tax deduction for the difference. That's well known. But a less obvious and often overlooked scenario where further tax relief is due occurs where the amount of mileage qualifying for AMR is greater than which an employer pays. This typically occurs where the starting or end point of a business journey is not an employee's normal place of work, for example, their home. So we go back and look at Chris again. He often starts or ends his journey from home rather than his firm's HQ. When this happens, Chris's firm pays him the AMR for the number of miles between his normal workplace and the customer, etc., but not for the additional miles he racks up because his journey starts or ends at home. This is a typical scenario. Let's look at how this might play out by furthering the example. So let's say that Chris commutes to work in his car as usual, but has an appointment late in the afternoon to visit a customer located nine miles away from his normal workplace. The visit ends after Chris's normal working hours, and so he drives directly home instead of returning to his office. His journey home is 36 miles. His firm pays him the AMR for 18 miles, i.e. the mileage between the office and back. However, the good news for Chris is that HMRC's rules allow him to claim a tax deduction for the whole of his journey between the customer and his home. That's another 18 miles at 45p per mile. Okay, that's only eight quid in total. Doesn't sound like much in itself. But as Chris makes 40 such journeys a year, the extra AMRs add up to £320, which, given the cost of fuel, is significant. Tip here, the extra mileage qualifies for a tax deduction at the AMRs. As a rule of thumb, extra tax relief is due where the mileage covered on a business journey is greater than the employer's normal commute and that they have not received an AMR payment for the extra miles. So in summary, 
If a business journey necessarily starts or ends, or in fact starts or, or both at home and the mileage covered exceeds that for which the employee receives a mileage payment from their employer, they can claim a tax deduction at HMRC's approved rates for the difference. This is worth knowing, particularly in this very difficult cost of living uh, crisis which we are now enduring. Anyway, I hope you found this information helpful and something that you can apply in your business. But can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we will be back again very soon with even more incisive advice that you can easily apply to your business on a daily basis. But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. (laughs) 